So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. A new one just begun. And so this is Christmas. I hope you had fun. The near and the dear ones. The old and the young. Have a very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good one. Without any fear. And so this is For the weak and for strive, you for the rich and the poor ones. Oh, the road is so long, and so happy Christmas for black and for white, you for yellow and red one. Let's stop all the fight. Hello again, and welcome to another round of position rankings within the Cardinals organization. Uh, here as we work our Black Friday countdowns and work from position to position within the Cardinals organization. I'm your host, I am Kyle Reese for Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark. Yesterday we went over the starting pitchers in the organization, and you would have noticed that the drafted players from the 2019 draft were suspiciously or conspicuously or auspiciously or some type of suspiciously absent from that list. That's because we decided to make the 2019 pitchers their own list. Uh, this past draft, the Cardinals went heavy towards pitching. They went heavy towards collegiate pitching, and it was tough for me to decide where these guys should fit in on the list. Uh, of starting pitchers, so I decided to give them their own list. And also, I wanted to write about more of them, and I wanted to talk about more of them. And this gave me the opportunity to write and talk about a couple guys that I otherwise probably wouldn't have been able to write about if I just incorporated them on the list. Uh, it gives me a chance to expand where I otherwise might not have been able to. And when the, especially with the Cardinals going so heavy towards arms and collegiate-drafted arms, uh, I wanted to give them their own time because I think that they deserve their own time. Uh, again, yesterday was the starting pitchers in the organization. Tomorrow, I'll be providing you with the relief pitchers in the organization, and that list is is plentiful. I can't believe I went on and on talking about various relief pitchers. Uh, but today are the drafted starting pitchers. Now, before we get into the list, there, there are two. There's one thing. It's two parts that I want to bring up. There are two guys that the Cardinals were unable to sign that breaks my heart. Uh, 19th round pick, left-handed pitcher Zarian Sharp, and 21st round pick out of Auburn. Jack Owen. Both left-handed pitchers, both immensely talented. I like Zarion Sharp a lot out of UNC Wilmington. I would have liked for the Cardinals to lock him down, uh, but he's going back to college just as Jack Owen is. Uh, they'll both have their, their redshirt senior season, and they'll get drafted again in 2020. Uh, but I, I am, I just wanted to bring it up that, you know, I'm bummed that those two arms did not find their way into the organization, especially Zarion Sharp, who I would have liked to have had more time watching because I was super interested in. Jack Owen is more of a 
low ceiling, high floor type pitcher. Uh, but it, it just sucks that the Cardinals went in the direction of drafting collegiate arms and couldn't seal the deal with two of the more impressive and interesting arms uh, on uh, on their draft board. Uh, but that should not take away from the fact that the Cardinals did a very good job in drafting uh, pitchers in the 2019 draft. Now, the other thing that should get mentioned is the 2019 draft was kind of a weak draft, probably the weakest draft in recent memory. And it was especially weak when it came to arms. So with that in mind, you know, these guys that I'm about ready to mention, there's a lot of questions about them. But the Cardinals did well with the guys that they drafted. And uh, some of these guys, I, I think four or five of them, five of them in particular have a chance of making major league debuts with a couple guys uh, having an outside chance of making a major league debut. Uh, so we'll get to the list. First, you can't start the list without left-handed pitcher Zach Thompson. First round pick, spent a little time in the GCL in Palm Beach. Uh, I was really hoping that at the end of the year, when Palm Beach went to Bradenton, he'd get to pitch in one of those games because Bradenton's the only team in the Florida State League that puts their games on MILB TV. Of course he didn't, so I didn't really get to watch him. I only have gifts from his time at Kentucky uh, to supply you with on the list, but Thompson is simple. He's 22 years old. In the past, he's dealt with both elbow and shoulder injuries, uh, the Southpaw has, and he had a dynamite junior year at Kentucky earned the 19th overall pick. Now, this is also the poor, the part where I, I say that I would have liked uh, George Kirby, the right-handed pitcher from Elon in this position, over Thompson, but I get why the Cardinals did it. Uh, Thompson's money is made with a 3,000 RPM curveball that's the best curveball in the organization, a fastball that's about 93, 94 miles per hour uh, that is very, very good, especially in conjunction with the curveball. And he's working on a slider and a change that both can be very good at the collegiate level uh, that lack consistency that I worry about at the major league level or even the minor league level. Uh, Because of what we mentioned about Zach Thomas and the history of arm injuries, although his arm was strong and those appear in the past right now, he should definitely start the year at Springfield. The Cardinals should be as aggressive with him as his development will allow, uh, as his success in the minor leagues will allow. And hopefully the success is plentiful and we're talking about him making a potential major league debut at the end of the 2020 season. That's a long shot. I'm not pushing for that, but I want his success to dictate that. It seems like he's on the Dakota Hudson track to the major leagues. And, uh, you know, I would suggest that it would be in the Cardinals' best interest because of his arm history to get him to the major leagues as soon as his development allows. Uh, Other than that, it's really simple. He throws a ton of strikes. He gets a lot of ugly swings and a lot of frozen batters on that curveball, and it's a really impressive pitch. It might be, you know, the Griffin Roberts slider was easily the best pitch in the organization, Uh, uh, maybe even one of the best pitches in the 2018 draft. Same can be said about Thompson's curveball. Uh, and aside from those two pitches, it's been a long time since the Cardinals have had this type of dynamic, singular pitch that wasn't a changeup in the organization. Uh, that's number one on our list, left-handed pitcher Zach Thompson, first-round pick. The second pitcher on our list is right-handed pitcher Tony Losey, uh, third-round pick out of Georgia. Now, Losey is a really interesting guy. Uh, they, first off, his nickname is Tone Loke, as I struggle to find my pen on the ground here. Uh, and Tone Loke is... he. He's a big boy, as uh, uh, Mike Shannon would say. Uh, You know, he kind of reminds me physically in stature of uh, Lance Lynn. He kind of approaches, like, his wind-up until he gets his hands up over his head. Um, 
You know, he's six foot three, two forty. Until he gets his hands up over his head, reminds me of Lance Lynn too. His arm angle's different. Uh, his finish is different. His his wind up is different. His drop is different. Uh, but there are a lot of similarities there. Losi is one of the few arms in the 2019 draft, thus one of the few arms that the Cardinals drafted, that can actually pump the ball into the high 90s. That was a rarity in this draft once you got past like the first 10 or 20 arms. Uh, so to get Losi in the third round is a really big positive because of how big his arm has the potential to be. He throws a curveball and a changeup. Both of them lack a serious amount of consistency. But when he's on with the curveball, changeup, and fastball, he has the potential to be dominant. Uh, there are mixed reviews about the the big boy and his ability to stick as a starter. Uh, as you guys would suspect, uh, I'm not willing to commit to the 21-year-old in either role. I want the Cardinals to keep him starting as often as possible. But he needs to do a better job uh, with commanding, especially his off-speed pitches, when he's not just throwing them for strikes, uh, trying to hit the corners of the plate both inside and outside. Uh, that needs to get a lot better. He's big. He doesn't seem sloppy big. That's a positive. Uh, and you can see when that curveball is really on, it it has the potential to be a devastating pitch. It seems like a 12 to 6 uh, and and it especially freezes hitters when he's able to use his fastball, his high-velocity fastball, uh, up in the zone. But command is the big issue for him. Uh, he walked way too many hitters, and uh, it's something that he's going to have to continue to uh, to to get better at. I've heard people say that Losi has a chance to be a better starting pitcher than Zach Thomas, or Thompson rather, Zach Thomas, Jesus, uh, than Zach Thompson. Only time will tell. I know that with uh, an increase in what he's shown in the ability to command his pitches, he could very well be the best starting pitcher in this class. Um, only time will tell. I like Tony Losi a lot. Uh, in particular, as we get to our third guy, I think... I think uh, number one on the list, Zach Thompson, number two on the list, Tony Losey, and number three on the list, Andre Pallante, uh, have a very, very good chance of making the major leagues. You know, I'm not saying that all three are, are shoe-ins. I'm not saying all three are going to be starters, but all three definitely have the makings and the base, like the base uh, uh, prospects to be a you know potential major leaguers and that's a positive you know uh, Andre Pallante is a right a righty he uh, he was drafted in the fourth round out of the University of Cal Irvine and uh, six foot about two hundred pounds you know not big not super small either you know uh, for the draft he he handles himself well now. The one thing I like about Palante a lot is that he's a rock and he's a rock and fire pitcher, but it's not like excessive rock and fire. I'm sure that a lot of people will get a look at his mechanics and say he makes that W and be concerned that uh, he's going to end up tearing something. I'm not one. Just let the kid pitch and we'll see what happens. I think Palante has a better chance of being a starter in the long term than I think Losi does. Uh, now he doesn't throw with the same velocity. You're talking about 92, 93 out of Palante, uh, dipping down into 89, 90 range, 91 range. But his slider-changeup combo is really interesting. When he's using his changeup early in counts, that does a really great job of setting up both his slider and his fastball. Uh, 
Now, I'm not trying to say that his fastball is a strikeout pitch. I don't view it that way. I do view his slider as a strikeout pitch. He doesn't always command it well. It backs up on him. Sometimes he releases it, and it gets away from him. Uh, he has a little bit to do, but his command is better than Losi's is right now. He doesn't have that same dynamic fastball, but he commands his off-speed pitches better than Losi. Uh, I went back and forth, honestly. Uh, Zach Thompson is number one in my book. Uh, and again, this is coming from someone who would have liked for the Cardinals to draft someone else over him. Uh, but I went back and forth trying to decide if I wanted Palante or or Losi to be one or two on this list, or, or two or three on this list. They're interchangeable in my in my eyes. It just depends on which one you like more. Do you like the big, raw tools of Tony Losi, or do you like the more refined Palante? Uh, to me, it's a push. They're kind of 2A and 2B. I went Losi Palante, uh, but I would expect the Cardinals to be aggressive with Palante in 2020 and also be aggressive with Tony Losi as well. Look, in that nucleus, those three, these three in particular, uh, the Cardinals have three arms that I view as almost certain major league contributors. Uh, it's just a matter if they can all stay healthy and all continue down this track. Prospect number four on our list is right-handed pitcher, Jack Ralston. Uh, as everyone knows from the day he was drafted, I am a huge Jack Ralston fan. Ralston went to UCLA. Uh, Ralston doesn't have a lot of innings on his arm. He pitched out of the bullpen, and then uh, he became the Friday night starter for UCLA, which again means you're the best starter on the team, uh, in 2019, and was really impressive. Now, Losi has a plus curveball. That thing is nasty. It's, it's, it's just mean. He also has like a windmill delivery. He comes directly over the top. He has some aggressive leg kick in him, and he's tall at 6'6". So when you have a windmill pitcher coming directly over the top, that's 6'6", he's bearing down on you. Uh, he's also uh, kind of a monster. Like, he's really, really impressive. And it kind of blows my mind that he's getting overlooked. Um, you know, there's a rumor going around. Now, he pitched out of the State College bullpen after being drafted, which isn't uncommon for pitchers that get high innings at the collegiate level and then are drafted. Uh but the rumor is that he's sticking in the bullpen for the St. Louis Cardinals at the minor league level. And I think that's about as dumb of a move as the Cardinals could make. I think that this kid is a starter. Now, he does have a changeup issue. Uh, his fast, he's a fastball curveball pitcher now with a changeup that doesn't do enough. His fastball is 91-92 consistently. Uh, obviously plays up because of the distance between where he lands and throws and where the batter is. But I just don't understand why now the Cardinals would say... And why the Cardinals keep doing this thing where they immediately turn pitchers into relief pitchers uh, when they have potential starting pitching future. He does have a third pitch that he needs to work on, and he needs innings for that to happen. So letting him pitch 40 innings, 50 innings, 60 innings at the minor league level, I can't imagine helping him refine a third pitch, whatever that third pitch ends up being in the long run. Uh, what I know is Jack Ralston is an interesting pitcher who should be starting. Hopefully he gets the opportunity to start. Uh, and... Man, do I really like him. Now, I would understand that because of his over-the-top and because of his lightning aggressive, like, I was going to say lightning quick arm action, but he has a very, very, like, high energy uh, um, arm action, the righty does. Because of those things, like, I would understand the concern, but I don't think it should matter. I think you have him start and you figure it out from there. Uh, Jack Ralston's curveball is pretty underrated. It wasn't underrated at draft time, but it's become underrated since draft time. So, you know, it, keep that in mind. But I like Jack Ralston a lot. Uh, more than likely, his future is out of the bullpen, whereas Palante, uh, 
Losey and Thompson all have a potential future as starters. I think if you had to hedge, even if the Cardinals weren't going to move him to the bullpen, that that's where his future is. But he could be a quick riser, just like those three, depending on how the Cardinals apply him and how he continues to develop. He does a very good job of repeating his delivery for the fastball and the curve. And that curve is nasty and gets a ton of bad swings. Number five on our list is right-handed pitcher and eighth-round pick Logan Gregg. Gregg pitched at State College in Peoria. He went to Oklahoma State. In 2017, he had Tommy John surgery, and it's taken him a while to get his stuff together. What I'll tell you is I had initially put Gregg in like the honorable mentions category here. But then I watched him and watched him and watched him. And I got to tell you, I like him a lot more than I had initially anticipated. I will say that his fastball lives in the 94-95 range, which makes him, you know, gives him more velocity than Palante or Ralston or a lot of the other pitchers that the Cardinals drafted. Uh, I also think that his slider changeup combo is further along than I realized. He does a great job of using both sides of the plate, in and out, especially on lefties. Uh, his changeup gets bad swings. His changeup freezes lefties in particular. Uh, they'll sit fastball, and then that that cur- or that uh, changeup will just drop in on the lower uh, the lower corner, lower outside corner. And they're frozen. Uh, and a lot of times they swing through the changeup in too, which is really interesting. That probably means more than likely that he's doing a great job of disguising and repeating his delivery for those two pitches. Uh, the slider still needs a little bit of work, you can tell. But, you know, I had kind of written his season off as being an aggressive promotion, needing some innings. But there's more to Logan Gragg than I initially left on, let on. And he will have a spot on the Dirty dirty 35 where initially he did not. I think people are going to like Logan Gragg. Uh, he's kind of skinny. He's a big boy. I, I want to say he's six foot five or so. Uh, and he's probably only about 200 pounds. And, you know, like 200 pounds is a good amount of weight. But um, he looks skinny because of how tall he is. I like to see him put on a little bit more weight and continue down this path. Uh, I was really, really impressed with what I watched out of Logan Gregg. And I watched nearly every start from behind the pitcher angle that I could at the minor through MILBTV.com. Again, you should subscribe to MILBTV.com. Uh, and he was he was way more impressive than I thought. You know, I feel like sometimes when he's throwing his changeup, he dips way lower uh, in his delivery. And when he's throwing his slider, he has a quicker arm uh, to the plate. But I have I like I don't feel comfortable saying that. I am very impressed with the slider. I'm very impressed with the changeup, and I'm very very impressed with Greg. I'd like to see him put a little bit more weight on and see where it goes from there. Uh, this he what I know is even if he doesn't hit his ultimate ceiling, this is the kind of arm you want to take with an eighth round pick. And now it's at this point where I would like to say that those are really the only five guys from this draft, uh, pitching-wise, that I feel like have a chance of making a major league debut. You know, uh, the Cardinals took uh, left-handed pitcher Connor Thomas out of Georgia Tech with their fifth round pick. Thomas has a nasty slider, uh, that type of delivery that you see out of Chris Sale. Uh, But his fastball is... Not very good. His changeup is really good, uh, but he just doesn't have a lot. And other than lefties, he doesn't fool anyone. Righties brutalize him. More than likely in the long run, you're talking about someone who's a loogie in a day and age when loogies are becoming obsolete. We'll see. The Cardinals might work with him. He might incorporate a cutter or uh, uh, refine his two-seamer, his sinker. And we're talking about a completely different story against against righties. But right now, he doesn't fool righties, and righties brutalize him. And because of that, I didn't add him to the list. Uh, there are a couple other names that I touched on. Uh, uh, 
15, our 14th round pick, Tyler Statler. He's a local kid uh, from from like the southern, mid-central, mid-southern uh, part of Illinois. Uh, high school kid, really interesting. Worked through the Gator Academy. I like him a lot. He's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, uh, 11th round pick, Connor Lund, and 20th round pick, Adrian Marduano, even though Lund did some starting, are interesting bullpen arms in the long run. I don't know what the Cardinals' plan with them to start is, but they're definitely both bullpen arms. I'm more impressed with Marduano than I am with Connor Lund. Uh, I think Lund's just kind of average. 24th round pick, Will Gway, and 26th round pick, Jeremy Randolph, are two definitely uh, committed bullpen arms. Gway pitched. Uh, uh, as a starter after being drafted. But to me, they're both bullpen arms. I would put them in the bullpen and get it going. Gway had a 31% strikeout, 31 plus percent strikeout rate after being drafted. Really interesting guy. So is Jeremy Randolph. Anxious to see what the future has in store for them, especially if they stick in relief roles. Uh, but, you know, when you're talking about relief roles, it's hard to say very much. I, uh, I, I want to see more out of them. But when you're only talking about like using getting 20 innings to see both, you don't really know what to say or how to say it. Uh, and I just wanted to briefly touch on them as a way of saying like, hey, keep an eye out for these guys and don't be surprised if they feel like they're coming out of nowhere. Uh, so those are those guys. There are two more names. Uh, in particular, I guess the one that we've omitted so far that needs the most talk is right-handed pitcher Michael Yasenka, a 17-round pick out of Eastern Illinois. Uh, Yasenka had just an absolutely incredible 2019 season. Uh, the 21 year old victimized the Appalachian League for Johnson City. Averaged 10.3 Ks per nine, 1.6 walks per nine, barely let up any type of slug. Good amount of ground balls. His ERA was 0.56. Uh, he just, he was too good for the Johnson City level. From there, you know, the Cardinals got a little bit more aggressive with him, gave him a promotion. I was not able to watch any of those starts, uh, any of those three appearances for 14.2 thirds of an innings at the next level. Pretty disappointed about that. I know for a fact that Yusenka uh, has a clean delivery, not much wasted motion there. He, he's a sinker slider pitcher. Again, I don't know much about what that looks like. Uh, I want to see more of it. Part of the reason why I use him as a wild card here is I just don't feel like I have a good enough feel. But if stats were good, it's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, he's just a really interesting guy. And as a 17-round pick, you know, I don't know much about his velocity. I've heard he's a velocity 89-90 kind of guy. I, but I've also heard somebody say that he's been clocked at 95. Again, I can't attest to it just yet, so I want more time to evaluate. That's why he falls into the wild card category. But if you're looking for a pitcher who is the most successful of this draft class... After being drafted within the Cardinals organization, statistically, it was absolutely Michael Yasenka. You can't get around it. Uh, the two gifts that I have in the article are from Crap Angles, and I apologize for that, uh, but it's the best that I could do. I know that in the second gift, or gift, for the second gift, he blows a fastball by a guy high and up that, I mean, the guy had no chance of, of getting to. Kid looks like he's 14 years old and weighs a buck 50, uh, but he just blew it by him. So that's just the the the... I guess the bare bones of Yasenka. The other pitcher is right-handed pitcher Jake Summers. Uh, 10th round pick. <laughs> God, I'm choking now. 10th uh, round pick, uh, Jake Summers, out of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I don't know. So as I say in the write-up, I don't know much about Summers. Uh, I've been told uh, he, well, we know he was impressive at Johnson City. His ERA was 4.18. 
Uh, tuckered out at the end through 51 innings after being drafted, probably pushed his innings a little further than they needed to be. Uh, I've been told his fastball is in the low 90s with good life. He mixes in a curveball and a change that have the potential to be average offerings, but his mechanics are super sloppy and he needs to clean those up while continuing to repeat those mechanics. Uh, but uh, Jake Summers needs additional uh, additional time here. He needs additional highlighting. Uh and I unfortunately have not seen hard, I've seen hardly any of him, and I don't feel comfortable saying one way or the other how I feel about him. Like I've seen enough of Lund, I've seen enough of Marduano, I've I haven't seen enough of Statler. I probably should have made a little point, but I've seen enough of Thomas to feel the way I feel about Thomas, Gway, and Randolph. I feel like I have a sense for them, but Summers and Yasenka, I don't. And I want to see more, and I want to know what it's like. Uh, what I know is that I've been told he's probably organizational depth. He doesn't really do anything that would wow you. Uh, but with a little cleaning up, it could end up being more than that. And that's Jake Summers, the 10th round pick out of uh, the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or Wisconsin-Milwaukee, whatever it is. Uh, and that's my write-up. That's my podcast. That's me going over the top starting pitchers slash pitchers uh, drafted by the Cardinals in the 2019 draft. I hope that it was informative. Uh, yesterday, we went over the starting pitchers. So just to go over it again, number one is Zach Thompson. Number two is Tony Losi. Number three is Andre Palante. Number four is Jack Ralston. Number five is Logan Gragg. And then our wild cards are Michael Yasenka and Jake Summers. Uh, yesterday, we did the starting pitchers. Tomorrow, I will be providing you with the relief pitchers uh, uh, in the organization ranked uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this. Again, I put my heart and soul into this. Uh, it is the most thorough write-up and I've ever done, uh, and I hope that you're enjoying it and you continue to enjoy it. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Block, everybody at Prospects After Dark, uh, if you listen to this, you're part of the Reese existence. you have any questions, you can follow me at KYLER416 on Twitter. You can, my DMs are open. Hit me up. If you want to email me, my email is KYLER416 at yahoo.com. Uh, And as always, family, nothing but the best as we wish you a happy hunting.